When I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get it done, no time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta move on, those days are gone now. Take me back. Mike Young here, stories that need to be told. Tonight you'll hear a table read, a table read of my next feature film that is on the table, no pun intended. You'll hear a bit of boarding house. I thought maybe it'd be cool just to hear some actors that may or may not be in the film themselves. They may be, they may not, we don't know, we haven't fully casted yet. But you'll hear it played out and it'll be a little bit of like radio theater and see if you like it. I don't want to give you the entire movie because that's just too much. But about 40 minutes, and yeah, you'll get to hear a table read. It's pretty cool. Sit back, relax, enjoy the story as it plays out. Hopefully the audio is good. All right, enjoy. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young. I'm Beverly. I'm playing Jackie. I'm Courtney. I'm reading Christine. Jay, Nate. I'm Tate. I'm reading Alyssa's character. <laughs> <laughs> Tate's got 11 rolls. <laughs> First Lauren? <laughs> I'm Jay. I'm uh, reading Matt. Uh, I'm Leo. I cover all ethnic groups. <laughs> Dr. Jacob, Mickey from the Westies, Jerry, Avi, Cal, Mail Newscaster, Mail Reporter. It's a there you go. <laughs> I get the it's a mob. It's an uh, I'm Rob, uh, and I also have. A list. Yeah. So thank everyone. Whenever you guys are ready, if anybody needs to just let me know. Are we is everyone ready? Are we ready to rock and roll? I think so. Okay, cool. Yep. Hope I don't let you down, Mike. I think you you already killed it. Oh, okay. You killed it on your interest. I can leave now. Then, yeah, right? I'll take your okay. part. All right. Thank you. Black title card. I am a part of all that I have met. Alfred Lord Tennyson. Mm -hmm. Title card. September 16, 2008, dissolves onto the screen, then fades away. Newsmen and women deliver dramatic news of the stock market crash of 2008 over the credit sequence. It is being reported that AIG has lost 95% of the company's value with losses totaling more than $13.2 billion in the first six months of this year alone. The active phase of the crisis, which some say manifested as a liquidity crisis, can be dated from August 9, 2007, when BMP Paribus uh, terminated withdrawals from three hedge funds citing a complete evaporation of liquidity. The U.S. Senate's Levin-Colburn report concluded that the crisis was the result of high-risk complex financial products, undisclosed conflicts of interest, the failures of regulators, the credit rating agencies, and the market itself to rate in the excesses of Wall Street. The effects are being felt on all levels. We've been on a very long path of fiscal irresponsibility. We are talking about excessive leverage in financial, financial institutions, institutions essentially playing the role of a bank when they're not banks. In a simpler narrative, let me put it this way. Lots of financial institutions made a bet that the housing prices in the nation would not fall below 20%. Well, they did. Within the past few weeks, many Americans have felt anxiety about their finances and their futures. I understand their worry and frustration. We've seen triple-digit swings in the stock market. Major financial institutions have teetered on the edge of collapse, 
and some have failed. We are in the midst of a serious financial crisis. Music. Some great ballad like Lovely Day by Bill Withers or Hard Rain by Bob Dylan settles us in. Exterior boarding house, day. We settle on the outside of this classic Victorian-style mansion for a few beats before going inside, establishing what will be our boarding house. Leaves in the front yard, one tree sits in the middle of the lawn, a sidewalk leads up to the front porch, a very welcoming home. Interior boarding house, family room, day. This room is a certain traditional style. There's a peace and tranquility to it. Conversations with loved ones take place in here, although it's not particularly bright and sunny. Just comfortable, calming, and flustered. The coffee table in the center of the room is vintage. The lamps are repurposed baskets. The sectional couch along the wall is covered in brown cotton velvet. A bold Indian pattern rug sits underneath the wooden vintage chairs. One wicker rocking chair perched in the corner. It's a room you can share your most intimate of feelings in. Family photos strewn about perfectly placed on the coffee table and the ledges while some hang on the wall. Left to right, slowly pan the photos of Jackie, her husband, Sam, and their only child, Nathan. Photos, Jackie and Sam on their wedding day. Jackie, Sam, and Nathan standing in front of a pile of leaves on the front lawn. Nathan is 12. Nathan in his baseball uniform, the individual team picture, bat in hand, resting on his shoulder. A portrait of Sam in a suit and tie, handsome, debonair, in his 30s, sits on the coffee table. The three of them later in life, dressed up, hangs on the wall. Happy days. Jackie, significantly older, stands with Nathan in a picture outside of a hotel during what looks like a vacation. No Sam. Hold on that picture for a beat before we dissolve. <clears throat> Exterior boarding house, Astoria Heights, Queens Day. On the front lawn, Jackie, 70 years young, saunters out to the edge of the lawn, bends down and picks up a for sale sign that had fallen down. He holds it in place. She turns and stares at the house for a few beats, wipes a tear, the family hair room. She holds the sign in place. Nathan, Nate, 25, walks out of the house, crosses the Jackie, takes hold of the sign, and drives it into the ground. It's sturdy now. He puts a hand on Jackie's shoulder, both now looking back at the house. Dissolve. Exterior, Cub Sterning Building, Madison Avenue, Day. The name Cub Sterning, prominently displayed on the front window, taped to the glass, right next to the name is a $2 bill. Interior, Bear Stearns, office area, day. A virtual ghost town, rows of empty chairs rest up against their desks in the expansive office cubicle center. Business is dead. Matt Cole, 40, good looking, falling out of his prime, exhausted from the last week or so of the financial crisis, taking life out from under his feet, sits head in hands, the only person in the office. He slowly stands up and packs the last few things left at his desk. Pictures of his daughter, Sasha, 12, a few files, a couple papers, pens, a headset, and lastly, a gambler's spreadsheet. We read a few listed picks, Lions, Giants, under, Steelers, Redskins, over, Eagles, Packers, over. Matt stares at the sheet for a beat and drops it into the box. Interior photo studio, Manhattan during the day. Christina, 24, beautiful, fiery, and smart poses for the male photographer, 30. She's wearing a bikini and high heels. He comes towards her, different angles, different poses, and she's comfortable. This is not her first shoot. That's great. Give it to me. That's it. Give me this attitude. Right here, right to camera. That's it, baby. Excuse me? What? You just call me baby? Yeah, we're getting the shot right there. It was, it was coming to life. Great. Um, I'll take my money now. 
That's fine, let's go. We're right there. A bit of a standoff, and then like a cat, she snatches his camera from his hands and holds it in front of him as if she's going to smash it on the ground. I had a great time, but we're done. That'll be 300. You're joking. I may be young and struggling and financially having the worst year of my life and possibly getting evicted this week, but guess what I'm not? Joking. She holds out her hand for payment. Off her look, dissolved. Interior, Matt's apartment, NYC, nighttime. An opulent 3,000 square foot loft apartment in the heart of the Soho district. Polished maple wood floors laid corbu cubed chairs on either side of the Matthew Hilton sofa. An oversized open kitchen plan with butcher block maple island and maple dining table and chairs can all be seen in the open floor plan. Moving boxes strewn about all packed up and taped shut. Interior, Matt's apartment bedroom, same. Cardboard boxes stacked everywhere. Matt takes a batch of suits from his closet, folds them up, and dumps them into the box. He takes a picture of Sasha off the mantle, stares at it for a beat, and puts it into the box on top of the suits. We follow Matt into the kitchen, where he opens the cupboard and takes out a shoebox. He pulls $1,000 at most out. He counts out $500 and puts it in an envelope. Matt dumps out his change from a large canister onto a clean towel. He starts to separate quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. You don't fall much further from grace than this. Dissolve to interior boarding house moments later. Jackie and Nate sit at the table. Jackie hangs her head in her hands. I failed to hold it together. Well, Mom, if you owned a bank or a mortgage company, I'd be upset with you, but you don't. My father would turn over in his grave if he knew I was selling. I think he'd turn over if he thought you were trying to stay. He might do a double flip if he thought you were going back to work. I That I think he'd be okay with. We'll sell the house, get something small. Besides, the house is too much for you. It's scary in there. Excuse me, but don't you live here too? Yeah, but not forever. Once I land a job, Mom? Well, once you've landed a job, you'll be alone in the house anyway. Why? Because I'll be dead from shock. The house is all we've got left, Nathan. It's <laughs> a dramatic statement. It's true. You have me, and we'll be fine. From your lips to God's ears. Now you sound like that. Well, maybe he can put in a good word up there. Title card, six months later. Interior neighborhood bar queens during the day. Neighborhood locals mix in with area hipsters. Matt is now the bartender. Doesn't look out of place, but he's no longer the white collar guy we met five minutes ago. He's a bit more haggard, five o'clock shadow abound and tired. He pours a drink for Kim, 35, natural beauty, a bit more weathered than her age should allow. Hey, it's shot, Matt. No, we all. Well, if you would have asked me six months ago where I bet I told you on a boat at St. Bart's for your husband. The St. Bart's, Rikers Island. What's the difference now? Not funny. <laughs> what are you telling? You know how many guys I saw go down? A lot, I'm sure. How'd you come out so clean? I went from being worth three million to three dollars overnight. Wouldn't say I got out clean. Maybe you didn't get any trouble. <laughs> I wasn't a thief, that's how. I was a good guy in a bad world. I actually believed in the system. Sunk every penny I had into our stock. Why would you do that? Because I'm a gambler. That's what gamblers do. Speaking of my devils. Dom, 65, and Jerry, 30, both burly with a love of collecting depths approach. Matt. Hello, gentlemen. Great to see you. You guys look healthy, Dom. CrossFit? <laughs> it's the opposite of a joke time, Matt. Let me guess. Do you want um, me to read both of them? Uh, I was reading yeah, jury. I, I, I thought one of you read one and one of you read the other. Jury. Yeah, I, I was I, just poking in to keep it going. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
So, uh, you read Dom? Oh, I am Dom, yeah, sorry about that. Okay, that's yeah. good. Can you start at the top of the scene? Mm -hmm. Sure, Matt. Keep it clean. Hello, gentlemen. Great to see you. You guys look healthy, Dom. CrossFit? This is like the opposite of a joke time. <laughs> Let me guess. Tommy's not letting my amazing personality get me out of this one. Nope. Not this time. Not this. Not the smile, not the jokes, not the stories, nothing. Uh, You're bummer. done. What a bummer. You know, I was just making my guaranteed winning picks for next week. Are you sure you can? No, 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 no. We're, we're extremely sure. I got a daughter. I got a daughter. Looks at the two of them. They could give a fuck. Still nothing. Nothing. And I've got one more layer of bad news. You're my real father. No. <laughs> we're not leaving here until you're fucking thanks. You pull up a chair. I'll take that fucking watch and the clothes right off your back. And you're going to leave here. We're not leaving here with nothing, Matt. Yeah, well, the watch is fake, but the clothes are obviously real. Jerry slaps Matt across the face. This is no bullshit. The hell? I told you. It's no joke. Matt pulls out a 500 cash from his pocket and the envelope. <laughs> I thought you were one of those, uh, you know, Wall Street hotshots. Your pricks always land on your feet. But you didn't save no money? In walks Eden, 35, Matt's ex-wife. Beautiful, but lost and possibly strung out. And Sasha, 12, their daughter in tow. She's dragging Sasha like a rag doll. You wanted to see your daughter? Well, here you go. What are you doing here? Dom and Jerry look at her like she's too crazy for even them to deal with. Your daughter here thinks she's running the house and told my boyfriend, who I love very much, thank you, that he was a bald idiot and he needed to be around us. What do you want me to do? Discipline her. Put her to work. I don't care what you do. She's 12. And a half. These <laughs> your friends? Kind of. Dom and Jerry walk out. Sasha confidently pulls up a bar stool like a regular and looks down the bar. A drunk looks over, raises a glass to her. She nods like a pro. You see this attitude? That was, was a few feet in Keep that going. <laughs> now is not the time to start this dramatic shit. What are you going to do? Eden, tell your boyfriend that it's a little uncomfortable and you need him out. We? Yes, we. If he has a problem, he can come see me. Like everyone else. Maybe he will. I hope he does. He trains them at night. I train them at night. Give a flying fuck. <laughs> the art of I lost a high paying job and now I'm a goddamn bartender. The art of making sure my daughter is okay. So if Mr. MMA has a technique to beat me, then he knows where to find me. We finished here? This hit hard. She remembers the great father he is. Matt leans in again to the point. I, I'm tapped out. You're strung out. Eight months ago, I thought I'd be on high street. Now I'm almost in the real street. This is bad fucking timing for me, Eden. It's really, really bad fucking timing. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? I'm not asking you to do anything. Just leave Sasha with me. Goodbye. Eden turns and heads out. Sasha sits on the bar stool like a real customer, dangling her legs from the stool. She and Matt catch eyes, both wondering what's Matt's next move. Interior casting office, Manhattan Day. Christina sits in the waiting room. She's checking the newspaper for places to live. The receptionist, 25, calls out. Christina? That's me. I'm sorry, they've already cast the commercial. Really? Yeah, sorry, no one called you. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just sell a few thousand less cars then. Thanks. <laughs> receptionist watches her go. Interior apartment, New York City, later on. This is Christina's place. A massive mess, including moving boxes and pizza boxes as if they were packing, eating, packing, and eating. Clothes strewn everywhere like two broke girls live here. A blow-up bed sits in the corner. This is where Christina sleeps. 
From out of the only bedroom walks her beautiful but gauntly thin roommate, Ashley, 22, a haggard hot mess. She moves too fast for this time of the day. She rushes past Christina and downs the rest of the green juice in the glass. What's going on with you? Um, we're moving out. That's what's going on. The same thing that's been going on for the last three weeks. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, you look like the walking dead and you're moving like a tornado. What's wrong with, with you? We have to be out of here and you haven't packed a thing. Don't worry. You two enjoy your life together and I'll just be... I'll be just fine. I've already started looking. From out of the bedroom walks Darren, 26, a club promoter whose late nights are starting to catch up on him. Just me too? <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. I'll do it. Uh, good luck with everything, country. Country? <laughs> what are you calling country? Club rat? Oh, you are special. Look, we told you a while ago we were out of here. So? I, I know that. So our shit is all packed and yours is not. I get it we're not living together after this, but you can, you might want to start looking, Christina. And what is wrong with your girl? Chris, we just want to make sure you land on your feet, that's all. Great, that you're so concerned, but I'll be fine. You always are. Exactly. Christina, Darren covered your rent last month. He's letting that slide. Huh. <laughs> what an angel. Gonna force you to pay, you know. I told you I was going to pay you back, and I am. I'm waiting on one job to send the check. That's not the point. Don't worry about last month. I took care of it. I'm letting you know now you have to find a place or you'll be homeless. Or, shit, stay here alone if you can. Obviously, I can't afford this place on my own. Sell your fucking attitude. Then I'd be living in a mansion, and I'm not ready for that, moron. Chris, we're out of here tomorrow. You need to find a place. The landlord might give you an extra week's top to get out of here, but seriously, you're acting like this place is just gonna fall in your lap. Oh, I'm lucky like that. Interior in Matt's apartment, nighttime. An eviction notice sits on the table. Matt studies it for a moment. He hangs up his coat. Behind him, Sasha takes a seat on a bar stool at his countertop. Once again, comfortable, dangling her feet. Matt takes a blanket from a closet and puts it on the couch. All right, little lady. This is where you'll sleep. Is it true you have to move out of here, Dad? What is uh, true, sweetheart? Everyone has their own set of truths. Dad. Yes, I have to move out of here. Your father made some very bad investments, but like he always does, he'll find a way to get back. It's just going to be a little different from just some time, that's all. Well, I could get a job, and then we could have two incomes, and you could stay. We don't even have to leave. Where did you even come from? He kisses her on the forehead and drapes the blanket over her body. Interior Matt's room later. Matt sits at his work desk going over some paperwork. We see the document close up. It's a bank statement that gives you your, startling, your starting balance and your ending balance. The starting balance for the year reads 255000 The ending balance for the year reads $4,300. Matt is going broke. He looks over the statement, hangs his head in his hands, and how the hell is he going to come out of this one? Dissolve. Interior apartment, kitchen, nighttime. Matt sits at the desk with his reading light on going over some bills. He sits with his checkbook and bills both in front of him. He writes a check for his health insurance for 300. The electric he puts in a pile off to the side that one, that one can wait, he's moving. His visa bill reads $15,020. Matt is in a bad way. He writes out a check to visa for $100. A bill for private school, 74th Street Magic for $3,000. This one hits him hard. He's on the verge of tears. Puts that bill to the side. Exterior cafe, day. 
Jackie and Dr. Howard Jacobs, 65, the family doctor and family friend, sits outside at the Sidewalk Cafe. Well, I have to say, I'm glad we really did this. You make it sound like it was such an effort. Sorry to drag you to lunch. <laughs> Come on, you know, I mean, I'm glad we saw each other outside the doctor's office. I agree. I think these clothes look much more flattering on me. <laughs> um, you look good. And don't undersell yourself, Jackie. You look damn good for 65. Can we just not say my age out loud, please? You know, <laughs> yeah. if you don't say it, then it's not real. How's Nathan doing? Ah, still searching for that one thing in life. One thing, what thing? The answer. All these kids spend so much time searching for the answers, they don't have time for work. When you were growing up, you took a job, you started life, and then you figured it out. I mean, these kids? They're scared to dive into anything until they think it's their calling. I mean, enough with the calling already. I never had a calling. Sam never had a calling. He had a job. <laughs> you are a crack up. Well, who knows? Maybe you'll figure it out. There's nothing wrong searching for a job, what you really love to do. Yeah, but the further they look, the farther they get. I'm sure it'll be great.